Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Madison, Wisconsin, oh my God, get your cheese heads, get your Aaron Rodgers jerseys, and get ready to partay, because I'm coming to Comedy on State this Thursday through Saturday, tomorrow, April 28th through the 30th, Comedy on State in Madison, Wisconsin, first time there, can't wait, get your tickets at adamraycomedy.com, and then Sunday, if you live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, come out and see me there, bring your Laverne and Shirley and Wayne's World shit, and come out to the Milwaukee Improv, New club in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, May 1st, 7 p.m. Tickets at adamraycomedy.com. North Carolina shows have been rescheduled because of the uh, Hulu show that I'm shooting, so that will be uh, uh, rescheduled. But May 12th, I'm in Augusta, Georgia, uh, and May 13th through the 15th at the Punchline in Atlanta. So come out and see me, Atlanta peeps. And then, of course, May um, 19th through the 21st, I am in Lexington, Kentucky at Comedy Off-Broadway. And May 26th through the 28th at Comedy Works downtown in Denver, Colorado, June 3rd and 4th at Mike Drop Comedy Club, New Club in San Diego. All those tickets and information at adamraycomedy.com. Young Rock, every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Check it out. Pam and Tommy streaming on Hulu. Gaslit just premiered last Sunday. Check that out. Got a few more eps of that coming out. It's a show about Watergate with Sean Penn and Julia Roberts. Peep that on Stars every Sunday. Uh, ALN Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Adam Ray Comedy on Instagram and Twitter. The special is out on YouTube on my channel. Adam Ray Live from San Francisco. Go check that out. Merch at AdamRayComedy.com. And I think that's it. Today's episode is very special. A very fun one with a local 206 Seattle kid that I met when he started comedy. Now he's living in Austin on private jets and opening for Joe Rogan in arenas. It's the hilarious Hans Kim. His story's bonkers. He's very dry. He's very funny. Enjoy the fuck out of this episode. And follow Hans at DJ Hans Kim on Instagram and Twitter. And that's it. So enjoy the episode. Adam Ray, Hans Kim, ALN. Here we go. Hey, it's Herbert. And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch. Landing gears up. What's that? Landing gears up. Dude, one a couple rides on a private jet, and this motherfucker's already got the flight lingo down. <laughs> Welcome back to the About Last Night podcast with my guest, Hans Kim. Hey, what's up, guys? If you could lower your energy, that'd be awesome. Dude. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Hans, uh, is that your real name? Yeah. Hans Kim? 
a government name. It's a great name. It's like I somebody told me once when I was like five, just a strange man in a, in a supermarket was like Adam Ray, and it was on my sweatshirt, which was the first time I was kidnapped, <laughs> and uh, but not not uh, not played with, but uh, but. Adam Ray's, he, uh, a friend of mine's dad actually was like, that's like a great name because it's short, it's quick. Hans Kim, I feel like, in the same boat as far as like a couple syllables yeah. rolls off the tongue. It's hard. The cuss sound. The cuss sound is nice. Yeah. Do you like your name? Yeah, it's good. It's unique. You know, people know that the sound is me. It's like a unique sound. Also Hans, like think about the, the Hans, the historic Hans, right? Yeah. Hans Blix, Hans Landa, Hans from Die Hard. Dude, you're missing a key one. Hans Zimmerman. I mean, that was not it, but yes. Wait, Hans Zimmerman is the... The yeah. composer? Oh, yeah. No, it's Hans Zimmer. Hans Zimmer. Oh, okay. <laughs> Either way, <laughs> Hans Zimmerman. There's a real Hans Zimmerman out there right now that's very pissed. Because people always confuse him. And he's just like a fucking nightbagger at Vons. Um, Han Solo. Oh, well, that's Han. H-A-N. I always thought it was Han Solo. Uh, like Hans Solo? Oh, I guess if it was that though, it'd be Hans Olo, right? Yeah. The the S, the transitive property of the S. Yeah, I thought it was Hans Solo. <laughs> no. Truly. Yeah. Till now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess uh, you didn't read the books. <laughs> Dude, I've watched maybe two of the movies. I watched the newest Star Wars when Yoda, um, I almost said came back from the dead, but he just when he fought uh, Sam Jackson. Yeah, that prequel. was cool. Yeah. The what? The prequel. Yeah. But I haven't seen any since. Are you a big Star Wars guy? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I like the mythology. I, uh, I think the old ones were better. I think they a captured percent. an image. Yeah. I thought. I like real dwarves in real Ewok suits. <laughs> you know? Don't yeah. CGI my dwarves. You can't do that anymore. The, the little people will get mad at you. Well, Brad Williams, <laughs> shout out to Brad Williams, uh, is quite, uh, quite the advocate for, um, <clears throat> you know, not CGIing that stuff. And he actually... And he jokes about how fucked it is that they will like, I think in the newest, was it Snow White? They CGI'd a lot of little people. Or oh, they took yeah. people that were even like five feet and CGI'd them smaller. And <laughs> he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, this there's is plenty chance. There's plenty of dwarves out there that yeah. are uh, ready to work. Luckily, they had a good shot at Wolf of Wall Street when they were getting thrown at the Velcro dartboard. I know, he probably auditioned for that. <laughs> uh, do you audition a lot? Do you no. want to act? I do, yeah, but not that much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, you, I don't think I'm an actor. Well, not with that attitude. <laughs> I think I think you definitely have a uh, you've you've dialed in. You've been Hans came to me since I met you, like <laughs> which is very cool to to uh, just see your progression because it's like oh you you're the same guy just funnier and more seasoned and more comfy in your own skin than when I first met you, which was take Jack us back. Tie, Jack tie, Jack tie, two thousand seventeen, sixteen, fifteen. I don't know. Of course, it was a Thai restaurant that I met you at. <laughs> um, yeah, in Seattle. Yeah. Wow, dude. And I was maybe, what was it, 2017, 2016? Yeah. Okay, so I was about, you had eight, nine years into stand-up. You were just starting? Yeah. Wow, dude. Caught you at the very beginning. I remember you being funny right away. What was our conversation like? Did you come up to me or I come up to you? I said, uh something like i you're really great or hey it was it's nice to meet you i'm really honored or something and yeah you, i remember you being shaky and sweating a lot you were real <laughs> nervous yeah no no yeah you said yeah you came up to me and said something and then which was great because I, I remember i had seen you and i was like oh that kid's really funny and then 
Yeah, and then you're like, I'm just getting going. And and then I saw you in New York maybe like a year later, yeah. two years later. At Gotham. Yeah, and, and you were out there, you'd move there. Yeah. Why'd you move there? To uh, get the next level of comedy or to, to learn, to get better at it. Because Seattle could only get you what, so much? Yeah. Was there a nice community of comics in Seattle? Yeah. When you came up? Yeah. Yeah. They're a bit toxic, but they're nice. Well, every comedy scene, right? There's always <laughs> yeah. like people that are trying to cut you down or bring you down or yeah. build you up for the wrong reasons. But you found like a community and like a group that you could rock with. Yeah. What did you do before comedy? Uh, mechanical engineering. Fuck. Very slightly, very little. I got a 2.6 GPA. Nobody what? wanted to hire me. But uh, you were, were you one of those kids that was good at school? You just didn't apply yourself? Uh, a little bit. I was like good at high school, but then I went into the big leagues and I wasn't good at that. At life. Yeah. You couldn't uh, make the, the adjustment. I didn't have the motivation. I couldn't see myself doing this. How'd your parents feel about that? They were worried. Can I just say something real quick? I always get nervous asking someone, how do your, how did your parents feel? Because like I did it once and the person goes, my parents died when I was six. <laughs> so every time I ask a person like, what do your parents think of this? I'm always waiting for a fucking, for a bomb to blow up in my face. You know, like if you see a guy wearing glasses in a show, sunglasses, and you're like, hey, what's up, Mr. Cool? Fucking Stevie Wonder. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm actually fucking blind. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like that type of, or a tattoo that you're like, what does that mean? What's the fucking, what's the Jesus cross inside of a strawberry? And they're like, my fucking dad died on a cross eating strawberry. And you're like, fuck, dude. <laughs> so, uh, okay, cool. So they were supportive of you just what? Doing whatever you wanted? Yeah, just not being a total loser. Cool. Yeah. I feel like that should be all parents' mindset. Yeah. Don't be a fucking idiot. Don't. Don't take away from society. Add to it. Yeah. Right? Even if it's just doing open mics, at least do something. Wow. Yeah. So do they come to the early shows or were they like, no. we're going to wait till you're good? Yeah. I didn't tell them about it. I'm a very private person. Really? Well, they knew I was doing it because I would go out late at night and come back. I did it two nights in a row and then they were like really worried and getting mad at me. Like, you're such a loser. You're coming back so late at night. Wow. They'd say that? Drugs. Yeah. I'd say you're a fucking loser. <laughs> what a hard stance by a parent. You fucking loser. It's midnight. Yeah. Coming like, back I'm with no money. Comedy. And then they were like, okay. And then they never questioned it after that. Oh, nice. But yeah. okay. So you had to be their intro to the comedy world though, right? Because I think 99% yeah. of us don't come from a family that's in the <laughs> that's tied to the business, yeah. right? So you had to educate them on like what the world meant and what these nights were going to be like. Yeah. But they I got on board. You don't even know. Yeah. Like comedy. I didn't even go to a comedy show until I started trying to do it wow so you actually went to one or did a buddy do it uh I, I went to scout it out yeah what were you a funny kid yeah a little bit i was a class clown <laughs> oh my god i don't see that but i want to hear why <laughs> what, what did you do because every there's layers of class clown there's a kid that just says big loud shit right or does like a fart noise when the teacher sits down yeah what was your move um like we had this assignment where we wrote down everything that happened in the 70s and I recently saw Ali G, so I wrote down the moon was discovered in the 70s. Funny. Or like academically funny or like yeah. uh, I'd play with my pen and it would explode and I'd have ink all over my hand. And, uh, you know, like. So you're so, a prop comic. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what would you do with the ink on your hand? Would you say something funny after that or just be They're like. just like, oh, Hans, look at you, idiot. You, <laughs> you made a mess. You can't fucking hold a pen properly. Um <laughs> And you started to what? Recognize that you make could make people laugh. Yeah, I was just like I I didn't respect school, so I just displayed my disrespect for it. Like some kid would be leaning back in his chair and he'd be like, "Stop doing that. That's dangerous." And I'd be like, 
Yeah, Lamar, you daredevil. Why don't, why don't you stop being such a risk taker, leaning back <laughs> in your chair? Uh, and just like uh, poking fun at authority, I think. Yeah. And the dry delivery has always been like, you just, I mean, <laughs> from the get-go, right? Yeah, I guess so. Like the way, yeah. Because that is a, I think a big uh, uh, thing that people are drawn to with your comedy is the, 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 the dryness, the subtle, like the misdirection, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you also do a good job of what I noticed right away is like smiling on stage. Um, cause uh, that's not something that everybody naturally just does. Uh, and especially with like that, you know, kind of, uh, the monotonous of, of your, um, your, your cadence and tone. Sometimes it's like, you are such a nice, likable guy that you've got to like sometimes remind people like, Hey, these are just fucking jokes up here. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think it's like, I'm not trying to look cool. Like, I don't mind if I look a little beta or whatever. Um, yeah, I'm not trying to be the coolest guy in the room because I know I can't. So I just like, whatever, I'm just, I'm just going to be like, ha ha ha, or whatever. <laughs> Soft Asian boy. or something. Soft Asian boy. Great name for your first special. <laughs> um, is that now, I mean, you tell me like with, uh, your parents are Asian, yeah? Yeah. Is it like, so you said they were like, don't be a loser. We're supportive of what you're doing. But at what point did you have to like, was there something that you needed a certain benchmark or like get a certain, you know, accolade for them to go, all right, like this is, we fully now do support this and see maybe a future with this for you. Or do they, are they so in the dark of what this profession is that they're just like, all right, fucking hopefully you don't die. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't really tell them much. I'm yeah. just doing it on my own. And what I do they think, think of these Rogan shows? I haven't asked them. Wow. Do they know? <laughs> I don't know. Wow. Do you not talk to them anymore? I haven't talked to them in a while, but wow. it's not like I'm going out of my way. I should right. go talk to them, but yeah. Yeah, but also whatever. Yeah. You, got, you got new friends now. You're friends with Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah. Your parents Joe can Rogan's take them. my parents. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um, all right, so you moved to New York and you're feeling good about stand-up, yeah? yeah? You got your legs under you in Seattle and now you're going to a bigger city where stand-up is truly like... Uh, you know, what people move there for, right? Yeah. Did you immediately find like a group of people to uh, to fart around town with or did it take a beat to kind of get I acclimated? I found some people, but yeah. I never really got the respect or the uh, bookings that uh, would make someone feel good about doing comedy there. Fuck. And then I, the pandemic hit. I did it for three years there. Just open mics mostly. Yeah. And then, Which is great because there's a lot of stage time, but like even for open mics, I mean, I moved there for a year after college and did open mics when I was living with a girlfriend at the time. And, and it sucked, dude. I paid for, to go on stage at a few open mics. <laughs> yeah. It was so bad. Yeah. And it was the same people I was seeing all of them. And, and it was just like, wow, at what point do you get to perform for people? <laughs> and then every now and then you get on a, you know, a show like a stand up New York or something, or somebody would throw you a bone to get on an actual, even if it was a bringer show, you're like, all right, at least there's going to be more than comics there. Um, what did New York do for your comedy that Seattle, didn't do it made uh it tougher you know more uh it exposed me to uh a higher level of critique and uh like uh it exposed me to better comedians mm. and it was like oh this is where uh i could go or like what it looks like to be better at this so it helped me be around like iron sharpens iron get better at it and put a fire under my ass and write more that was two uh, back-to-back inspirational quotes you just said. Are you a big quote guy? 
<laughs> Fire under the ass, iron sharpens iron. Do you have, I envision you going home with just, you have like a vision board with a wall of quotes. Are you a big quote guy? No, I just uh, use whatever metaphors to explain like literary devices uh, to explain like the process. Cause I don't really, I don't really think about it. Like I just go through it. Uh, so like when I have to think back at it, I just like use cliches and stuff to uh, explain what happened. But um, yeah, I mean, it was a great experience. It was really like tough. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, uh, I I learned English kind of late. So it's sort oh, of really? like, yeah. What age? Uh, like four or five. Holy shit. Yeah. How? Books? No, TV? just preschool. Yeah. Just being thrown into the kindergarten. Jimmy O. Yang said he learned English through watching Friends. <laughs> was there a show for you that helped uh, develop the language quicker? No? Not really. I mean, like cheaters I or uh... <laughs> Arthur, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pokemon. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I watched. Really? Yeah. Um, all right. So COVID hits and then, and then you came here. Yeah. I was on a road trip. I was hitting a week in Philly, DC, Richmond, Atlanta, Miami. And then I was in Miami when everything started shutting down. And then well, was, Miami, nothing was shutting down. Well, it was March. Okay right when it first hit so even miami florida even yeah. a little bit was like all right <laughs> yeah a couple of days yeah everyone was stunned it's like everyone got knocked off balance yeah yeah and everything was shut down there were no shows or there was one open mic i saw my first guy wearing a mask what was that like it's like this is necessary yeah like this is a little much did you think it was gonna be like truly like what did you think when it was happening were you i like, thought a week two yeah. weeks a yeah. month because I think for most people to even envision what it was, was just not even in the realm of possibility, right? Yeah. It's just like, like when I first saw Two Girls, One Cup, I was like, <clears throat> I can't believe I'm seeing this. I didn't think this was even possible. Yeah. But then Devil's Advocate, I'm also like, I can't believe it took us this long. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's so simple. <laughs> yeah. Really? The music was great in that. <laughs> Good direction. Um. Okay, so... You leave Florida and you're like, fuck it. I have like truly dealer's choice of where to go, right? Because yeah. nothing might open up for quite some time. Yeah. So I was kind of worried because I was in Florida in the corner. So shit like popped off. I was trapped yeah. in that little thing. So I, I went camping. I went up. I, I felt a little better when I went up to the north of Florida and more options. Where do you camp in Florida? Uh, this forest, I forget what it's called. Like you a big outdoors guy? I became one. Nice. Yeah, because I had the van. I was living in a van. What? <laughs> For how long? For four years. Holy shit. Rogan uh, gave me enough money where I could move into a house, but yeah. That's amazing. A, well, shout out to van. Joe, man. You went from van to house. Yeah. So the last four years you've been living in a van. Yeah. Like, like what I've seen on like, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Bed, little kitchen. Yeah. A spinner van. I can stand up in it. Wow. So that was Did you like that? thing. Yeah. I could, uh, you know, go camping, you know, I could sleep in a relatively nice place. It was shielded from the outside. I had a little heater. Um, but yeah, I went camping in the forest, uh, met up with a friend of mine who happened to be a girl and we just hung out and didn't have sex. Um, but we did, made marshmallows or had a campfire or whatever. Uh, and then, uh, did that all the way to Seattle. Cause that's where I'm from. That's where we're yep, from. Yep. But, uh, yeah. Then I stayed with my parents for six months or seven months waiting. Would you still sleep in the, the van, like out in the front yard? 
No, I you, slept inside. In the house, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I slept out. Because <clears throat> what if you were like, hey, I, you know, the house is cool and all, but I want to sleep in my own bed. Yeah. And they're like, but it's in a fucking van. Yeah. <laughs> they um, were worried about me. They were. Like a dog. If you pulled up, yeah, you pulled up in a, you're like, this is my house. Yeah. What do they say? They're like, oh, it's bigger than I thought it'd be. <laughs> That's supportive. <laughs> they treated it like my comedy. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't really watch it or look at it until they had to. Sleeping in a fucking van. Wow. Did you adjust pretty quick or were you like down on yourself? Or were you like, fuck, man? When like I it first did it, I was in a minivan in January in New York, sleeping in the cold in front in like Coney Island. Because my car didn't even start then. The minivan, the battery kept dying. So. That, but that night. was home or you yeah. or that was you didn't have an apartment no so yeah. in new york you were like the van is home well i was living in a house apartment a home for six months and then i transitioned into a i lost my job and i transitioned into a van fuck a minivan a minivan with there's a no, battery that didn't work yeah and there's no bed situation in a minivan yeah i mean it's just like you got the seats go only so far back i guess you can stretch out yeah fuck man also you can't park a minivan at like campgrounds, can you? Um, I mean, you could. Oh, okay. Yeah. But the, I just, the campground community wouldn't like throw eggs at you and be like, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Like, yeah, I'm the leper. I'm the homeless <laughs> guy. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. I didn't know you were living in a van. That's crazy. It was not a good setup. And I fixed it later, but I had like this huge sink in it that was just in the way that I never used. Uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was not the ideal setup. And then I bought a van. A mini a sprinter van, which was a lot better. It's an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. You feel better about bringing a girl back to a sprinter van versus a <laughs> minivan, right? Yeah. Did you do that? Yeah. I had sex with a girl in the minivan. Um, what seat? I, I cleared out all the back seats. And so it was just flat in the back. Great. Yeah. It was hot. Like there's no choice but to touch each other there. So a real confined space. Yeah. Minivan sex, I feel like, <clears throat> I feel like it gets overlooked. Yeah. I don't know if it's a category on Pornhub that people are seeking out. <laughs> But I think if uh, there's, pro I mean, minivan probably more so than like hammock or hot air balloon is probably more fun. Yeah. I mean, you tell me. I mean, yeah. I mean, where do you rank it? Where do you rank minivan sex in your, uh, in your escapades? <laughs> it was great, in my opinion. I had a great time. I mean, maybe it was the the set and setting or the woman in particular. But yeah, that had to do with fun. it. Yeah. Yeah, that made it better. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I think that's that. I, yeah, I think the uh, environment can sometimes factor into how things go. Like if you're, you know, if you were fucking on top of another couple, like that's probably, despite how great you and your partner are, like that's, there's probably gonna be some distractions, right? Yeah. I had sex with like two girls there. <laughs> in the van? Yeah. Okay, and then how many in the Sprinter van? Uh, Probably like three or four. Great. Yeah. What's that, what's that, uh, <clears throat> how's that conversation go? So I'll be the girl. Yeah. And you're trying to get me to go back to the sprinter van. <laughs> Hans, really great show tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Do you always perform at the Vulcan? So how long have you known uh, Joe Rogan? About eight months. Um, well, that's a long time. Yeah. Then does he, have you done his podcast? No, not yet. But you've seen it, right? Yeah. Spotify is weird because it's like my playlists are, I've like, it's great for playlists, but um, I don't know. Sometimes I it does the shuffle and I'm always like, I'm trying to work out, not fucking fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of fucking, uh, you want to go for a ride and go to my place? Yeah. Um, wow. You are super <laughs> forward, but um, yeah. What, 
um, you know what? Yeah, I like your vibe. I like your mojo. I like your energy. Um, what? How far is your place from here? Uh, it's like five minutes from here. That's not far. Yeah, I live right here. Oh, oh, and so what, can we walk? Yeah, we could drive. We could go to my place and drive, or we could just walk in to my place and just sit there. I'm confused. Do you? So we'll walk and then drive in your in your place. Yeah, I have a luxury mobile home. <sighs> um, where, like a van? Like a, it's a Sprinter van. You can stand up in it. Oh my God, for a second, I thought you just said Splinter van, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I was, I got so excited because I have a weird fantasy of getting fucked by Ninja Turtle. It's a whole thing, but um, <laughs> that's so crazy. Wait, okay, so you live there. Yeah. I gotta be honest, that's really hot. <laughs> Do you have like, can you make food in there? Yeah, I have a little stove. Can we make nachos? Uh, I mean, I can buy nachos and cheese. I don't know how to make nachos. Well, I think you just said it, nachos. It's just chips and cheese. <laughs> you can make nachos anywhere. Are you threatening me? <laughs> I don't like your fucking attitude right now, Hans. You, you need to play make... your cards right. If I'm gonna fuck you in your splinter van. <laughs> uh, well, maybe I'm Asian and I said splinter on accident. <laughs> Splinter wasn't Asian, or was he? He seemed Asian. He had a bathrobe and a cane. <laughs> and you're right. He was into karate. Yeah. Most Asians are karate. Most there's more Asians than white people in karate, right? Yeah. We came up with that. Did you really? Yeah. With the Ninja Turtles? Yeah. Well, I think a white guy came up with the Ninja Turtles, but yeah. that was probably influenced by an Asian guy. Yeah, ninjas are Asian. Yeah, so Splinter, but Splinter, I couldn't tell from his, but I guess the cane thing, Shredder was Asian. His name was uh, Hamato Yoshi. Okay, which one is Shredder? He's the guy who had the fucking mask with the knives on his hands. Oh, the bad guy. He was the villain, yeah. And his Oroku Saki, I think. Wait, Hamato Yoshi was Splinter and Oroku Saki was Shredder. Well, you know a lot about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's the only way I can come. <laughs> is by reading the comics. Well, I can put on a backpack. A Ninja Turtles backpack? Yeah, like a shell. And, and fuck me with a shell backpack? Yeah. It's not gonna be like a shell gas station backpack, is it? Because that's very funny. Yeah. Is that your yeah. style of comedy, like ironic stuff? Like, Yeah, it's like prop comedy. I, I used to buy condoms from the shell gas station all the time, but then I stopped using them. It, uh, it, it shelled... Your partner's penis? Yikes. I think you just fucking joked your way out of a, a fuck. <laughs> um, no, that's cool. That was funny. Um, okay, cool. So we'll just lay down in the back or is there like a button you press that like just... No, you, we can walk to the back. It's, <clears throat> it's a nice nice little bed. It's got a mattress in it. Hell yeah. Yeah. Has Quick question, and this might be personal. Has anybody Has anybody else fucked in here? Um, I mean, it's my place, so like, but like, you don't like Airbnb it out to like strangers to fuck. No, like, Han, like the me. Hans Bing bus. <laughs> no, yeah, it's not. Yeah, I mean, I haven't done that, but that's a good business plan. The Bang Bros. Yeah, yeah, they really crushed it. Like they were ahead of their time. Yeah. It was like, it was like, um, like you know, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it's mobile. You can imagine it happening. It's dangerous. 
Yeah, girls like danger. That's kind of why your whole van setup is like intriguing. Yeah. Because I'm like, ooh, I might die, but I might get to meet Joe Rogan. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, like um, it could happen at a moment's notice. Like there's no, you have to be on guard. So the whole time, if you're a girl, because it's like I could roll up anywhere. Totally. But I feel safe in a sprinter van. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks for having sex. <laughs> and scene. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for having sex. Have you, uh, I feel like you, uh, so look, when you start doing Kill Tony, I I'm getting ahead of myself. You got to Austin. Yeah. That was the move, right? So you're driving along. You're like, fucking, Seattle. I'm camping. Seattle. Yeah, then, and then LA. LA. Then I spent some time in Yuma, Arizona. Okay. Camped in Joshua Tree. Camped. Uh, Did you enjoy the break? Yeah. I really enjoyed it. A lot of comics that I've talked to in the last few months have said how much they really enjoyed it. Once they settled into like, oh, there's no pressure. I mean, look, the financial strain for sure everybody felt. Um, and I'm sure people like, you know, above us that are really safe and secure and on the road all the time. I heard like a guy like Bill Burr, I know really loved it. He was like, wow, I get to just be home with my fam and chill and not be on the road. Yeah, because you have no choice. It's yes. not like, oh, I could be working right now. Like, no, you can't be. Nobody working. is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you were um, uh, driving around, enjoying the sights and the and the uh, the scenes of our country. Yeah. yeah. How the was uh, how was Yuma? Yuma was great. I stayed with a friend, a lady friend, who we didn't have sex. Uh, <laughs> but you made marshmallows. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's your fucking go-to. Yeah. A lot now of is the marshmallows sex, a consolation prize because sex doesn't happen? Yeah, something wet and gooey. <laughs> All over their mouth. <laughs> it also could be an aphrodisiac. Marshmallows is such a nostalgic snack. Yeah. And like a fun group activity. You yeah. know, you both, you got to get the sticks out. You got to, maybe it's almost like, you know, show, like, hey, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm, let me show you how to properly put the yeah. marshmallow on Like a uh, ghost, Patrick Swayze, just around them. Yeah. Holding it for them. I think originally ghost, that scene was them <laughs> doing marshmallows. And then somebody yeah. was like, how about pottery? Yeah. And then they fired the guy who came up with the marshmallow scene. <laughs> it's not a profession. <laughs> <laughs> they also, somebody said that, it, that nobody would buy a ghost doing marshmallows. <laughs> but, yeah, because they can't eat it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he can he can make pottery. Um, okay, cool. So Yuma, you're there, you're kicking with a girl. And then when does Austin come into play? When do you go? Because this started to become, right? Like there was a point during the pandemic where people were, coming here yeah joe obviously started that movement is that kind of what triggered it for you yeah. yeah joe and tony and kill tony i was a huge fan of kill tony had you ever been on it yeah i was on it once in la mm. a long time ago how'd it go it went all right they liked me yeah yeah it was fun um but yeah i was like i could either go back to la because i was living there for like two months before the pandemic or i could go to the city i've uh never lived in and uh, experience a new scene, not like an old scene, but mm. like something that's being created at the moment. Yeah. And I was like, uh, let's just go check it out. I was like, I'm gonna move before the summer hits because I don't want to be in Texas in a van during the summer. And then I got here in March and then in May and June, I became a regular and then I was like, well, I guess I'm stuck here. So I squatted at my friend's house, plugged into their AC. With the van? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, lived here, and then I got enough money where I could move into a house. I was like, why not move into a house now? Which cheaper, for sure, right? Yeah. Um, did you acclimate to the city pretty quick? Like, did you just 
dig it and like there's obviously a nice uh, community of comics here yeah um, transplants and so then in the kill tony thing that really gave you a nice boost in these last few months yeah yeah when did you so you must have gone on the show again and they really liked you and then something happened or break that down for well, me well tony got canceled for um saying right. chink right um and then can you say that yeah yeah you can right i'm korean but right people call me chinese so i get to say it do they really yeah does it offend you no, I look Chinese. Even to Korean people, they're like, are you Chinese? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's good to know. Yeah, I have a very Chinese face. What does that mean? Uh, sort of bigger, you know, uh, bigger face. Mm. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of flesh. Is Kim a classic Chinese last name? No, Korean. Korean? Yeah. I know a lot of Kims. Yeah. I grew up with like an Isaac Kim, who's a great really? soccer player. Yeah. Oh, he's a soccer player? Do you know him? In Seattle? I know an Isaac Kim, yeah. Throbby Lee. Who's Throbby Lee? That's his Instagram handle. Oh, I thought like that was his porn name. <laughs> it sounds pornish, but he's a big guy. He was a big kid growing up. There's probably multiple Isaac Kims in yeah, Seattle, right? Yeah, there, he has two kids now, two boys. I lost touch after I scored on my own team, and my friend's dad called me a fucking idiot. And Isaac was on that team, and that I think I lost touch with most of the kids in that because <laughs> that was a wrap on me for the sport. <laughs> so I go, I don't want to know. I mean, we, I, on that team was a lot of. We had a kid named Jason Fike, Alex Shookneck. Um, that's all I remember. Noah Hostetler, his dad was fucking eighty when we were ten. Which was, was he autistic? Uh, no, is that uh, like? Are you, if you're yeah, if you have old an old dad, you're, you're more likely to be autistic. No, he had a he had road rage and he was a kid, you know? Oh uh, yeah. And he didn't drive, but he just got really angry at people <laughs> in the backseat. So I don't back know. Backseat road rage. Yeah. So maybe that was something he, he got passed down from, from old, <laughs> old jizz. Today's episode of the about last night podcast is brought to you by manscaped. Oh baby. It's time to get your downstairs groomed up properly for that big, big ceremony, wedding, funeral, bar mitzvah, High school graduation, high school reunion. Who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming? Manscaped. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Join over 4 million men. That's a lot of dudes. That's what she said, Mom. Worldwide, who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer just for you ALN listeners. Right now, 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code ABOUT20 at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 8 million nutsacks. About... 20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free worldwide shipping with your order. Look, we all trim our balls. It's a part of being a dude. We all got hair in our balls. It's a part of being a dude. We got to trim it. We got to keep it fresh and clean because nobody wants to be walking around with big old stupid hairy balls. Okay. I've tried to do it before. I've cut myself. It sucks. How has Manscaped helped change my confidence? Oh, I don't know. Their performance package 4.0 Came in the mail, and it's a game changer because the package has the Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer because now I'm at the age where that is a thing. Thanks, God. The Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, which makes me feel fresh everywhere I go and every time I'm on stage. The Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold all my goodies. Not my balls, all the stuff I mentioned. The Lawnmower 4.0 is the first trimmer of the future that grooms and, dare I say, trims your balls to look like new balls. Their fourth-generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents, which we've all been a part of. 
thanks to the advanced skin-safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof, so you can take it in the shower, and also has a 400K LED spotlight so that you can have a more precise shave. And if you thought that was good, take your grooming game to the next level because she wants it. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer, and it's waterproof and skin-safe technology reduces nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate nose holes. You got to trim that stuff in the nose. It's embarrassing when people see you at dinner or at the bar and you're just like, you know, got little creatures hanging on vines inside your nose. It's gross, dude, okay? Manscaped even throws in two free gifts in the Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers, and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself. It's time to go to manscaped.com right now and get 20% off plus free shipping with the code ABOUT20. That's 20% off free shipping with the code ABOUT20 at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Promo code ABOUT20. Unlock your confidence, find your mojo, get your groove back Stella style, and use the right tools for the right balls. Your balls. Manscaped.com. Promo code ABOUT20. Hey guys, Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Well, April is here and it's Earth Month, baby. And that means a lot of us are giving a little extra thought into how we treat the planet. Everybody wants to help out, but it's hard to know where to start. Do you just, you know, not cut down trees? Do you not drink coffee? Do you shit and not wipe? Problems like this are why climate change and plastic pollution can feel overwhelming, especially when you don't see a clear way to make an impact. Well, thank goodness Rothy's is here. They believe that even the biggest challenges can be tackled one step at a time. Who are Rothy's? Well, just my new favorite shoe. They make the most comfortable, stylish, and durable shoes on the planet and daily essentials, all recycled plastic. The shoes are recycled plastic. That's bonkers. Everything Rothy's makes is better for the planet. They've repurposed millions of water bottles into their signature thread that goes into all their products. Plus, Rothy's shoes, bags, and other essentials are made with less wasted fabric, and they're designed to be durable and washable for a stylish fit that lasts. What you wear every day shouldn't look just great. It should make you feel great, and that's exactly what Rothy's does. I got their shoes. They sent me a few pair. I'm not even joking. They're my new favorite shoes. They're so comfy. They slip right on. I get a lot of compliments. I got this little white and blue and red strip on the bottom. They go with anything I wear when I'm on stage. They're comfy. I got to be comfy on stage, especially when I travel. Uh, all around the country, I need to uh, feel like I'm uh, living my best life and having my feet not fall asleep on the plane, which happens. I take my shoes off a lot, usually because my shoes are too tight or don't feel good or don't look good. Well, Rothy's changes all of that. If they get dirty, throw them in the wash. They look brand new and they're super durable. I don't think these shoes are ever going to break down. I've been wearing them now for months and they look like they're brand new and they feel brand new. If you want to start rocking the best shoes in the game and get 20% off your first purchase, go right now to rothys.com slash about. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash about for 20% off your first purchase today at rothys.com slash about. Okay, so Chinese face. What's a Korean face? Um, Like sort of smaller eyes, kinder, like softer. <laughs> <laughs> Like soft features. Yeah, yeah. Like a little bloated. Do you have to correct people a lot? No. And say I'm usually Korean, they I'm ask. not they, Chinese. Usually they're like, I don't can't tell Asians apart. I'm not going to guess. Right. So Tony gets canceled. Yeah. Uh, seems like there's a lot of layers to all that. Yeah. As far as what happened and how uh, it being filmed, the kid who was on the show a bunch... I've known Tony forever. I know that that is just his world to fucking be fearless, to go hard in the paint. I've never known him to be, to say as much as 
as he uh, will go for the jugular and and always the joke is you know uh, at at the at the on the front lines of like what should you know if it's something's funny. So I say that with like yeah, but he also if it's if it's he's leading with funny mm-hmm. versus of trying to be offensive. Yeah, I feel in my experience with him. Yeah. So when I saw it, I was like, "Whoa, there's got to what else happened here?" You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's opportunistic I for sure. It also just seemed like I intent is is I think a big thing that we overlook a lot. It's like I don't think his intention was to be racist. Yeah. You know, it was like this is a funny thing in the context of his relationship with that kid, the show, I think what had happened before, right? Yeah. Um, okay, so that happens. And then he comes back. It was a big back. deal, right? I mean, the yeah. show was out for a minute, right? Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think it was a big deal. Like I, but yeah, I mean. Did you have all the, the facts and everything and you kind of got an understanding of the situation? Yeah, it was like, uh, let's just keep doing it. Fuck, fuck that guy. Is it, is it something that, uh, you know, do, do you take, uh, is there a line for you with comedy and jokes and, and stuff like that, that, that can affect you personally? Yeah. I mean, if it's like a bad message or like you're saying something incorrect or something that'll harm other people. But I mean, other than that, I think mostly it's fair game. Right. Uh, if it's funny too, right. Funny yeah. does really trump a lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, you see people that are roast comics that will tweet stuff out after like natural disasters or fucking shootings and you know, everyone has a different take on it. I definitely come from a, a school thought of just, I'm just, you know, overly sensitive to certain things. And like, if there's a school shooting involving kids and people make jokes about it, I can't even find, I just can't find funny in that. At that time, I can recognize the attempt and I can even like read the joke and go, yeah, I get the joke, but, but why? Like, is there not <laughs> even like a part of you that wants to, that thinks that versus like, oh man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, but but again, like, you know, um, so and I think there is Anthony Jeselnik said it um, to me at the comedy store one night about somebody had tweeted out something after some something pretty horrific happened, and he was like, you gotta timing is key with that stuff. Like, you do gotta give things a beat, right? right. You gotta let them breathe for a minute. Yeah. And um, okay, so so then you get a call from Tony or what? Uh, I met him at the backyard of the creek mm. and he was like, if I'm going to come back, do you want to sing the national? The creek in the cave, not the yeah. creek where your van is parked. Yeah. yeah. The creek in the cave. And he was like, thanks you guys. Wanna, you want to sing the national anthem when I come back? <laughs> oh, at Kill Tony. <laughs> yeah. As the Asian uh, ambassador to America. And so I sang the national anthem and then they gave me a spot on the next show. And then I went up on the next show and then they gave me the regular spot. Did you crush it? Yeah, they said that I did. Are you a well. singer? Oh, the singing? No, I did not crush the <laughs> singing. <laughs> but you committed. Yeah. Did you know the lyrics? You have to look them up. I had a little piece of paper. Great. I could have done it without it, but it's better to have it. And the crowd went nuts. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. But li- looking back on it, I was, it was sort of like, it was long. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a long song. Yeah. <laughs> And then when I went back, the 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 comedians in the pen, they were all like, ah, and that was like a great moment. Wow. Where they all like huddled around me like Rudy. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. They were like, you did it. And then like, that was a great moment. How so? Because uh, it was like the approval of my peers and- We all want that. Yeah. The the people that you come up with. Yeah. Yeah. With the respect and the, um, 
it, it means more, especially when you come up with a, a group that everyone understands the grind and the hustle of what we're doing, right? Right. And plus what we went through with the pandemic. Yeah. And like doing the shitty open mics outside yeah. and stuff. And then like, this is like a win for us, hopefully. It's cool to have a, uh, people in your life too that want to celebrate that for you and yeah. not uh, not just go, fuck man, that was great. Ah, fuck, I wish I, <laughs> I wish I could be a part of a guy that got canceled. Right? Um, okay, so that's awesome. And yeah. then you just get asked back to, I mean. Be the regular. Wow. They were looking for a regular, I guess. Yeah. And then a I, no brainer. Yeah, you said yes right away. Yeah, yeah. And then I started kissing girls and. Well, yeah, don't skip over that. Yeah, <laughs> that was a really interesting thing I started seeing on Instagram and YouTube um, where, because the show was sponsored by Red Rose, yeah. right? Which is a strip club here in Austin. Um, and, uh, and they would have girls, I think, bring drinks. What was their role in the show? What would the, the girls from the strip club do? Well, there was one girl that would wash the mic stand during the pandemic. Right. Just to keep it clean. Yeah. But then, uh, they were asking people to come up and then sometimes the strippers would come up and I'd make out with them. And then well, how did that happen though? It was, so there's this girl that I had a crush on and they're like, what's up with your crush? Is she here right now? And then she came up and they were like, oh my God, it's your crush. Do you want to date Hans? And she was like, ew, no, gross. And then they're like, does anyone here want to kiss Hans? And then I made out with a girl. Uh, from the audience. Stripper. Yeah, she was a stripper from Orlando or Miami or something. Some part of Florida. Yeah. Uh, what was your name? You don't have to say it. Uh, she has an Instagram uh, Do you have a cool stripper name? Yeah, fuck. Like Bacon Bits or something? I always look at her stories. I don't know why I'm blanking on her name. My, it starts with an M. Ma, Miley or Maya or something. Marshmallow. Do you get, um? what sort of content do you get with a stripper's Instagram stories? Uh, They're like going to concerts. She goes to a lot of raves and stuff. She does a lot of stories from like inside the strip club and just dancing and G-strings and shaking ass. <laughs> I don't know why I asked that. I mean, that's truly all the stuff I was probably, <laughs> that you would expect. Yeah, a lot yeah. of G-strings, a lot of booty shakes. Pool parties. Yep. The inside of the strip club, the, the behind the scenes, I don't know if that's ever, I don't know if there's enough there for people to want to see like a show, like the way that they, you know, like 30 Rock was kind of the behind the scenes of a sketch show. <laughs> like, I don't know if you could do a workplace comedy, maybe not even comedy, but just like a drama at a strip club. Maybe you could. Yeah. A lot of uh, maintenance. Yeah. A lot of period blood. Um, it's a great title for it. <laughs> um, okay. So that's crazy. You start making out with strippers. People go nuts. I would see that footage and go, what is happening in Austin? But I'm pumped for Hans because it looks like you're getting, uh, you know, some uh, some recognition. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's also parlaying into comedy, right? Because you're on the show for that. But then you're getting to... It's always cool when you can see uh, a, um, a show like that that's got such a following, right? And what it has done for people that are on the show. And what I dug when I saw y you being on the show and all these clips was like, oh, he's he's um, he's just down for the cause. Like you're just you're you're uh, you're yes anding <clears throat> all these opportunities, which right. I think is cool because you never know what is going to be what. And it's like, yeah, it's not like it's not like you were just some guy that was going up there making out with strippers. Like you're on the show to yeah. be funny and this was like a bit that came out of that <laughs> yeah. that then turned into a regular thing right yeah like every week they would bring another girl up to make out with you yeah 
Now, did you make you self-conscious about your kissing? Would you like practice on your hand at home? Or like? <laughs> no, I just enjoyed it. Yeah. I try not to be too in my head. I was just like, let me see what this girl tastes like. <laughs> would you think that or would you say that? <laughs> I, I would think that. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Do you feel like you got pretty good? Um, I mean, I uh, try you not to. You're intimidated, right? To kiss a stripper at first? Yeah. Or scared? I'm honored. I'm, I'm like, so like most people don't get to kiss strippers ever. Yeah. So it was just awesome. I think that, you know, their lips are soft and stuff. Now do your parents have they, do they know about that? I don't think so. Great. I mean, they probably do. I mean, but I haven't talked to them about it. Yeah. What do you think they'd bring up first, the stripper kiss or a tour with Rogan? <laughs> well, it was so distant. I think like time. Yeah. So maybe that's why I didn't talk to them for a while so that that could die down. And was Joe at a show where he saw you do that? Yeah, I think what, so. What did, he, what did he say? He was like, so do you guys get paid for this? <laughs> They're like, yeah, we got house fees waived. Wow. Week. Wow. We kiss Hans. Wow. It's like, whatever, whatever it takes. Win-win, dude. <laughs> okay, so you start getting some uh, some good roles on this uh, show to where, is it a is it one of those things where you felt like an immediate boost of confidence, like every show? Like, was it, because now, again, like you're still doing all these mics and getting all the reps, but like, Kiltoni's always packed. The crowd's great. You're getting now, you're becoming a regular of it. So it's like you're getting this built-in support system of a fan base, which is translated into you, you know, starting to do gigs on your own, which is cool. Um, more pressure, more nerves like to deliver, or are you just like still like able to keep yourself pretty like, all right, I'm still enjoying the climb. Like, even though I'm, you know, now doing these arenas with Joe and, and, uh, and just uh, more people know who I am, or are you still very, much like I'm just a guy living in a van who's fucking looking to make marshmallows and not fuck. <laughs> well, you know I what I'm saying? fuck. It's the yeah. marshmallows are a consolation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just sort of been like a normal thing to me. It's like this is what comedy should be like. Hopefully, yeah. um, put in the work and you see it pay off, right? Right. I try not to take it for granted or anything, cool. but I also don't, uh, you know, like believe the own hi my own hype is Good. just like whatever is happening is just like you know, like outside, external to like the actual process of writing and performing. But it uh, definitely helps, you know, being able to perform in better venues and stuff. Yeah. It raises your game, right? Right. Have you learned things being around with um, Joe and Tony, like on the road and stuff? Like yeah. have they, you know, gone out of their way to, to throw you, um, you know, uh, gems of advice here and there? Or do you ask? Are you that forward about it? Um, I just get their energy and like how they approach it and, their love for it and their zest for it and just like their attitude and energy towards it. I don't try to like take any, uh, you know, uh, like, you know, concrete little things. I just, I just try to check, you know, vibe, check their vibe or, uh, you know, like feel their vibes yeah. and try to incorporate that. What was one thing you noticed about, um, performing with Joe that you, you know, cause being around someone of that magnitude and someone who's that seasoned, in the art form and like you said does have a zest for it is there something that you a, a, a takeaway that you had from these shows uh, so far where you're like wow that's why that that's a, that's one of the things that uh, contributes to this guy being who he is well he talks about stuff that he's interested in like it's never like out of his way to talk about this stuff mm. and every time he, he he's like saying exactly what he wants to say and what people want to hear and it's just crazy to hear that like someone who's just can talk and say whatever he wants to say and make that funny as opposed to like, you know, looking up rap lyrics to make fun of it. Right. 
He just talks about what he's actually interested he's in. Genuinely curious, I feel like, which is a big part of, I think, what we do is you got to have, right? You got to be, a, there's going to be some emotional attachment to what you're talking about. Yeah. Otherwise, people are like, why should I care about this, right? Yeah. Like, I want to feel that you actually give a shit about the material that you're, um, that you're riffing on. Uh, you just came back from Dickie's Arena in Dallas and Fort Worth, which was, I think you said 14,000? Yeah. Do you ever think you would play that? No. What, Not what for was, a while. What was it like? It was amazing. It was like people all around, everyone's listening to you. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was crazy. It's definitely- Took uh, a private jet to get there? Yeah. Ever been on one? Uh, yeah, I mean, my first time was with Joe Rogan, so yeah. it was Jacksonville, and this was my second one in Fort Worth. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a great way to do it. Like, you feel special, you feel like it's an actual show. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all there to see him, which is crazy. Yeah. So there's just like a bill. And then does he intro you guys or how does that work? Yeah. Cool. He intros me. Wow. Which is nice. I have yeah. to go up first, but he, Great. He's, I'm the only one with an <clears throat> intro by Joe. Uh, and then I bring up Brian. Intro Simpson. by Joe. That's, that sounds like um, a cologne. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what that is. Isn't that, isn't that like how they like, you know, like sweat by Ralph yeah. Lauren, right? Yeah. Essence of Joe. What do you think Joe Rogan's cologne would be? Uh, something musky. Yeah. Yeah, something elk. Something elk. Juiced. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe just on it. Yeah, like <clears throat> alpha brain. What would Hans Kim, uh, what would the cologne of Hans Kim be? <laughs> uh, like cinnamon or something spicy, something uh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, like sugary. Yeah. Are you a snack guy? Yeah. Yeah. What's your go-to snack on the road? Teddy grams. Honey or cinnamon. I love that. Yeah. They're really dense. People forget about Teddy Grahams. Yeah. Remember the song? No. <clears throat> you remember the fucking Teddy Grahams theme song and you love that snack? Yeah, I don't know it. It was, uh, they were like little bears, right? Yeah. Teddy bears. It was like, oh, Teddy Grahams. <laughs> you remember that? I think that was before my time. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> How much older am I than you? I'm 39. How old are you? 32. Oh yeah, we're, well, no, that's, I'm not going to do that. We're pretty much the same age. <laughs> that's going to be such a fucking, that's going to be my move at 40. Talk to a 28 year old. Oh yeah, pretty much, dude. <clears throat> um, well, it's pretty cool to, uh, to see your, uh, your progression. Thank you. Yeah. And, and well-deserved, man. <clears throat> Thank you. Man. Like I said, from the, from the moment I met you, you, uh, you, uh, I could just tell that you were like in it to win it, you know? <laughs> I was writing a lot. I was going up at a lot of mics. Yeah. Yeah. You just committed to the, to the craft and like, didn't, I could tell that you didn't have a plan B, which was, and that's not a, a slam. That's a good thing. I think if you have, if you're thinking of like, all right, at least if it didn't happen, I can do this. Yeah. Then you're not going to make it. Yeah. Cause then you're just distracting from being fully invested. Right. Yeah. Again, that's just my take, but, <clears throat> um, how do you write? Before we close this out, I have a few more questions. How do you write? What's your process? I have a little Bluetooth keyboard. It hooks up to my phone. Nice. So I just lay down and write. And so you truly are, do you have like nuggets of ideas? If you're walking outside, you see something, will you just jot down a little note? Yeah. Or will you write and then go expand then go on it later? And, yeah. Cool. I write 2,000 words every day. So wow. I try to at least. Uh, which just gets me practicing writing and whatever's in my head, I get it out there and see my thoughts in physical form. And that helps me the rest of the day. I may not come up with something great there, but the rest of the day, 
I'm used to writing down my thoughts. Mm. So then it's more easier to transition my thoughts to paper. Good to develop that habit too. Yeah. Um, I'm that same way with being able to see like the words, like I have, you know, I used to do notebooks all the time and then lost a couple that were like devastating. So now I'm just all, I just do emails to myself. Cause I'm like, if I lose a phone or a computer, I can still, you know, access it. But uh, needing to see like even before every show, like just whether it's a set list I've made up or the chunks of whatever, it's like, I gotta be able to see that. Cause then I can, um, you know, uh, expand on stage. Do you write on stage at all? Yeah. Yeah. I try to. Yeah. Cause then it's like, it's direct. Like you don't have to be in your house being like, what would work in front of an audience? You could be like, Oh, this might work in front of an audience oh, yeah. because you're there. Yeah. Yeah. I try to, I would like to get better at that, but yeah. Well, it's just reps. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I feel like, um, you know, I'm about 15 years in and it's, you know, I feel pretty dialed in with crowd work at this point. And um, which even just last night, I mean, I wrote down today, like probably four bits from stuff that happened, um, which I think is just a, if you can get to that point of where you are comfortable enough to be able to go off script <clears throat> and it's like, not everybody needs to have that skill of being comfortable to, to do crowd interaction stuff. But I feel like it's just, why wouldn't you want to have as many opportunities? <laughs> I felt a little omicron -y. Sorry. No, it's my throat. I got to sort of. That's what everyone out. who has Omicron says. <laughs> Did you have COVID? Yeah, once. How'd it feel? Uh, it felt horrible. I got over it pretty quick, though. Yeah. It was like two days of fevers and a little disoriented, a little dizzy. Uh, Lose your taste? Yeah. Me too. Yeah. I, I was vaccinated, so I don't think it hit me as hard. Yeah. But I thought it was supposed to work, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, we're going to close this out with a little inside the actor studio uh, 10 question questionnaire oh, to get uh, <clears throat> to truly get to know Hans Kim. Um, you ever watch Inside the Actor Studio? Yeah. Yeah, with uh, James Lipton. I'm going to be James Lipton. <laughs> and um, and uh, we're going to get to know Hans Kim here a little bit better on the About Last Night podcast. <clears throat> Hans, what is your favorite word? Serendipity. <laughs> For real? Yeah flabbergasted oh shit second favorite word yeah serendipity what do you love about that word it's it's light you know it's you know it's fun it's like uh walking through a wheat field dippity it's like uh like you, get a, you get a little dippity in your step yeah yeah <laughs> in fact, you would say dippity as you skippity through the wheat field. Yeah. Yeah. Dippity doodah. I want to do mushrooms with you, Hans. <laughs> <laughs> I think we could arrange that. Yeah. This yeah, place is like a drug den. <laughs> it does look like they're growing something that's illegal here. But I love it. It's a great space. Um, serendipity. Flabbergasted. These sound like you know, Willy Wonka rooms where they make this, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You like fun, whimsical... Yeah. Are you a big word guy in general? Yeah, I think so. Doing comedy for nine like, Do you years. feel like your vocab's pretty extensive? And you like yeah. to, if you think of a a word to add into a joke, you're like, all right, that's not going to make me sound too, Yeah, you know. You got to avoid the, or, uh, yeah, like big words. People don't want to like be lectured to. No, they also don't want to feel stupid. <laughs> yeah. I know some comics that use, I won't say their names, but dear God, I'm like, we get it. Yeah. You look that up. Yeah. Nobody uses that word. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, you want to convey ideas, not your vocabulary. Thank you. What is your least favorite word, Hans? Least favorite word would <clears throat> have to be, you know, solemn. 
or or like serious yeah you don't like the word serious you don't like the idea about yeah. being serious do you yeah i think it's like a tool used to control and dumb down i feel like we just saw the beginning of your campaign if you ran for office you gotta keep it light yeah keep it serendipitous keep it uppity baby would you say dippity <laughs> dippity uppity <laughs> dippity uppity <clears throat> that's a law firm no one's going to <laughs> the law firm of dippity and uppity hey man everyone's on meth at some point you're like dude is that your pitch to get me to take you on um hans what turns you on sexually or, uh, or not sexually actually give me the sexual answer and then the non-sexual answer sexually uh probably like uh smooth skin and you know skinniness <laughs> uh how skinny like skinnier me or skinnier preferably skinnier than me gotcha um what turns me on non-sexually is like intriguing or like uh openness charitability mm. that's my other favorite word is charitable yeah we should be more charitable everyone should be yeah everyone should be looking to uh to just you know lend a helping hand it's yeah. a very basic thing that people can do right yeah that's how we should approach people that should be like what we do with each other oh there's a person time to be charitable yeah do you hold the door for people if uh they're, you know they're behind you and you're walking into like a, a, yeah. a panera and they're like just a couple steps behind yeah do you do you hold the door like three seconds is yeah. probably my max <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude at that point like i got shit to do yeah yeah well they, they, you don't want charitable make, to a point yeah you, you don't want to be a limit yeah you don't want to make them feel weird like oh they're holding in the they do that little trot you yeah. make them run right uh, also i'll do things like that for my mom a lot and she just goes she doesn't like it because she's 71 and she's like she's like i'm not fucking dead stop <laughs> treating me like i'm and i'm just like i'm trying to do it because i'm trying to do the nice chivalrous you know son to mom move but sometimes it is because of the age you know i'm like hey yeah there's a cost to that like, yeah we can bear that they can't but they don't want to admit that are you nervous to get old yeah yeah Hopefully I can get some of that Joe Rogan HGH. Fuck yeah, dude. He's got to have some of that special juice. Yeah. It's just like, you know, Kobe used to go to Singapore to get stem cells to to fix up his body. I've heard that people take blood, I guess now. I just Somebody just told me this yesterday, that people at the top will go to these doctors. where they t I think they take your blood and they put it in a shake and they shake it up yeah. and they can put it back in you. Yeah. Plasma rich platelets. Is that what it is? Yeah. See, I'll, if you're gonna take my, if you're gonna put blood in me, I want other blood. Give me fucking Brad Pitt's blood. Give me, and then we start breaking down. We're like, is it gay if you take, or if it, no, a kid's blood? Somebody said a kid's blood. Yeah, they said they're like, yeah. if you're taking a kid's blood and putting it in your body, is that, you know, is that, is that fall into the pedophilia thing? And then I was like, well, if you like drink it through like a penis straw, probably. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or an, through your ass. <laughs> if you boof it. Boof it. Another great word. <laughs> yeah. Such a funny word. That's a Boop. new one too. That came around like that whole 2015. Yeah. Was that post COVID? Was that like a we were bored <laughs> out of our minds? So it was like, what can we put in our asses? Yeah, we were like, that's what boofing is, right? Yeah, that way you can't get COVID. Just ass to ass. Your mouths are pointing away from each other. I'm okay with that. 
You think boofing will ever catch on? Um, eventually, when we're totally open and you know we're all gay. <laughs> Again, I feel like I'm watching you run for office. <laughs> at some point, can you just look into that camera real quick and say, at some point, when the world's in a perfect place and we're all gay, boofing will be our currency. <laughs> at some point, when the world's in a perfect place and we're all gay, boofing will be our currency. I'm Hans Kim. I'm Hans Kim, and I'm running for office. <laughs> and I approve of this message. <laughs> you, they never show the guy saying he approves his message. Yeah, it's always the voiceover. Yeah, I want to see the guy, you know, or gal own it. Own it. Yeah, Hans, what turns you off? Uh, probably selfishness, mm. and uh, you know, like uh, yeah, um, that's a good just one. Like an inability to or. People weren't considerate. Uh, yeah, no, no willingness to change or be open. I love that. What is your favorite curse word? Um, probably, probably, bitch. Use it in a sentence, please. Get my coffee, bitch. <laughs> 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 what sound or noise do you love? Um, the sound of a baritone, uh, just humming. Mm. A baritone, like a like a baritone sax? No, bar like a baritone, like a voice. Like, yeah, or, or like a like a like a mm, horn. Yeah, just that. Yeah, what rich is, and chocolatey. What does that do for you? Uh, you just like it. Yeah, is it, like it white makes noise the back you? of my neck tingle. It's like ASMR. Nice. Yeah. What a fun fact. <laughs> what sound or noise do you hate, Hans? Uh, screeching, uh, high-pitched, uh, you know, like attention-grabbing or like a loud motorcycle or a car. Yeah. Fucking hate that, too. Yeah. What's the point of that? Yeah. Do you ever wish something bad on the person when they f drive by fast like that? Yeah. Instant karma, crash into something. Yeah. Not die, just fucking be taught a lesson, right? <laughs> yeah. It's like when you see a kid be shitty to another kid, you're like, I want to throw that kid's backpack in the ocean. <laughs> Not to fucking, you know, ruin his life or hurt him, but just to throw him off course and go, <laughs> maybe don't be like that. Yeah. Right? Change the momentum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what profession other than your own, Hans, would you like to attempt? Um, music or, uh, you know, environmental activist. Nice. Or, I see that for you. Yeah. I see your, uh, your, your stardom and fame and, and fortune continuing to rise and you making an impact in other areas. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. Truly. Like Russell Brand. Yeah. 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 He's like crushing politician. that. Yeah. Oh, really? A little bit. I mean, he dabbles in pol. He, he, he isn't a politician, but he messes around with it. Right. Yeah. He's very, uh. He cares a lot. What profession would you not like to do, Hans? Uh, probably like uh, cubicle, you know, nine to five, just keeping the system going. Let's keep it up. Or like, uh, you know, customer service or, you know, like a Verizon salesman. Just God, like, I would love to see you as a customer service guy. <laughs> Holy shit. It's an empty, <clears throat> you know, like uh, like you're, you have to care so much about this thing that no one cares about like phone covers or 
Verizon plans. Having to yeah sell that shit and push push the product right. Yeah. So you would never do customer service like here real quick. You work at Southwest Airlines. I'm calling with a complaint. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Hey, hello. This is Southwest Airlines. How can I help you? Fuck, man. I missed my flight. Third flight today I missed. Jesus fucking okay, Christ. Okay, uh, let's figure it out. We, you can just say, you can just. You don't have to say all the other stuff. Well, I'm pissed off, man. Well, you know, let's try to figure it out. You know, emotional, conveying emotion isn't the most helpful. It's just conveying information. All right, all right, fine, 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 fine. Fuck, dude. All right, look, I'm, I'm trying to get to my wife's mom's funeral, okay? And I missed three flights. I was supposed to go to Vegas. They canceled that, so I drove to fucking Irvine and flew from Irvine to fucking Texas. And now, I'm, and now my flight got canceled here. I'm supposed to be in New Orleans in an hour. Okay, well, what does your mom's funeral have to do with it? Let me just try to get you to... Not my, it's my, my wife's mom's funeral, my mother-in-law. That doesn't help me. I could have thought it was your mom's funeral. It would have made a difference. So you're trying to get to Miami? Are you fuck What? <laughs> New Orleans, man. New Orleans. Okay, that was a lot of information there. Okay, so New Orleans is the important thing. You could have just said New Orleans. Uh, let's I don't get think it. I like your fucking attitude, man. What's your name again? <laughs> Hans Kim. Like, how do you spell that? <laughs> Why? Hotel I'm Alpha. Fuck, what is it? Hotel Alpha. <laughs> Are you giving me the fucking, the letter to word thing to spell it out? Yeah. It's It's efficient. I'm going to report you, Hans. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just funny, though, that how it, that it, how like determined you are to do that. <laughs> I don't think I can change your mind. And scene. Great response. <laughs> Last question for Hans Kim. Uh, you were a fucking treat today, dude. Thanks, man. Thanks, thanks for having thanks me. Thanks for making time. Um, if heaven exists, Han, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Uh... You were right. I fucked up, and you did the best you could. <laughs> nice. Now get my coffee, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> bitch. That's the way you say it. Where are you on social media? DJ Hans Kim. Cool. Yeah. Tour dates? Yeah, Chicago, uh, Detroit. Uh, with Joe? Detroit with Joe. Wow. Detroit alone, too. Great. Denver with Joe. Um other things, other places, Spider House Ballroom here in Austin, Great. May 6th. A lot of different stuff. Great. It's hard to Hanskim.com? Yeah. Great. For all for all things Hanskimcomedian.com. Hans uh you're a fucking treat. I'm glad to know you. Thanks. Congrats Adam. on everything. Thank you so much. We got the two oh six always yeah. between us. It's, yeah. It's special. It's good to see you. I always see you throughout my career. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. You're like my pad or uh, my uh sensei. <laughs> Like Jedi Master. I've always, can I be honest, I've always wanted to be a sensei. <laughs> but I don't, you know, I don't have... Uh... Now, our senseis, you said that you're Korean, but you get mistook for Chinese. Yeah. Our senseis normally... Japanese. Yeah. Um, I mean, we pretty much share the same culture. China is like the America of Asia. So, like, we download all their bullshit. Like, all their architecture and everything is based around China. Yeah. Is there a most famous sensei? Uh, Miyamoto Musashi. Fuck, that's me. <laughs> Can yeah. I be so? It's so when you look at me, you you go. I got Miyamoto Musashi. What's his name? Musashi. Musashi. Yeah. So am I the Miyamoto Musashi of comedy? <laughs> yeah. Great. Thanks, man. <laughs> Love you, dude. <laughs> 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.